Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces has an AMA with Elfin Kingdom Games. Let's take a listen. Eric, have you been yes, hearing hear you. me? Um, before people start coming, I just thought uh, we could still communicate on Telegram during yeah. the spaces. Just uh, Yeah, I'm about to open it up right okay, now, so it's all good. Perfect, perfect. I was just being like, you good? <laughs> yeah, I just saw that, and I was just setting up over here before I started it. But yeah, let's see what happens here. <clears throat> All right, let me mute myself. Let's invite up one. Uh, How's your day going? It's going pretty good. We just celebrated my son turning one year old, one years old today. Nice, man. Yeah, his birthday was yesterday. Hey Juan. Hey Juan, how's it going? Hey Marty, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Perfect, nice. How are you doing today? I'm uh, doing well. Just um, woke up a few hours ago. It's uh, a rainy day today, but overall, all good. What about yourself? Good, man. Good. I'm excited. Looking forward to getting to know more about Elfin King Kingdom. Yeah. Happy to share more about us and uh, the new plans are coming um, uh, into into Elfin and uh, Cosmos. Yeah, no, I'm excited to learn more because I know Eric and Gaines were already on a call with you. I believe Shroot was there too. Uh, so I haven't had the pleasure of listening in to uh, the, the intro there. So I'm curious to know more about... The history, how it all started, and uh, yeah, once some some people come in or whenever Eric wants to uh, start asking questions, he can uh, take the floor and let me know. Yeah, let's wait a, a few minutes to try to let everyone who wants to join us join, and then and then we can get started with some questions. But yeah, it was it was a good call, Marty. Um, we learned a lot about Juan and. What he's building, gains in the street were part of the call, and it was it was really good. Nice, yeah. No, I know they're uh, super into NFTs, so I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, they'll be able to join the call at some point too. Maybe he lost connection. He had a lot of background noise, so he was probably like on Wi-Fi or at a cafe or something. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to start whenever you are too, by the way. I know you wanted to wait for people, but I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Your call, bro. You're, you're the yeah. host. <laughs> no, I, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let him jump on and then we can get started. It's already been five minutes, so we'll just, you know, we'll have another podcast. It's all good. Sounds good to me. I actually <laughs> re-listened to part of the, the last one we did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was listening to, to it too. I was like, man, we're good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I, I enjoy it. I uh, 
I personally uh, enjoy co-hosting or hosting, even though it can be a lot of work, like especially if you're doing spaces on a weekly basis. But uh, I like having like a voice and being able to discuss and talk about things, ask questions, learn stuff, or even help teach people things they never knew before too, you know? Yeah. I'm going to share the space with the... Cosmos basis profile too. I also know there were actually um, there were a couple of people complaining about issues with Twitter uh, today, like with Spaces in particular. There was some sort of bug or glitch happening. So yeah, so we won't, we might be subject to that, huh? Yeah. Also, uh, Cosmos Joe is actually hosting uh, Spaces as we speak too. I believe it just started. It's. Uh, <laughs> It's an educational spaces about Cosmosm with uh, Reese Reese from Juno there. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, that'll be a good space. Yeah, yeah. We'll see uh, if Juan comes back. Maybe we'll message the group if he's not back here in a couple minutes. Maybe uh, he can't connect anymore. This could be the possible glitch that's happening that people were talking about too. Like, there's only th three people in Joe's spaces. In fact, I think he might even have tried to restart it. I saw it up there, and it's not up there anymore. Huh. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they're dealing with the same thing. All right, I'm inviting Juan to speak again. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, something's going on with Twitter today. This is, this is normal. Thanks. So it keeps happening to us. We we had the, the big thing with uh, <laughs> with Jake last week. And now this. That's okay, man. We're we're still gonna have fun. Yeah. <laughs> I got lots hey, of good questions. Hey Juan, you good? Juan, can you hear us? Try talking, Marty. Maybe he can't hear me. Hey Juan, can you hear us? We can't hear you anymore. I think uh the speaking feature is not working for him. I swear this was this is exactly what was happening to people earlier. Maybe yes. I should. Maybe if I invite him to co-host, let me see if that changes it. Yeah, maybe that would work. Since you're able to talk and I'm able to talk, <clears throat> Twitter trying to rug us. Really, <laughs> I'm gonna actually message Joe because I saw him take his spaces down. Are you having issues with spaces? Okay, I think uh, now I can speak. Uh, I don't know why he wants to have some trouble there. Oh, here we go. It's working now. I can hear you now, Juan. Oh, here we go. I can hear you now, Juan. Eric, are you still there? Yeah, I'm having issues with it. Can you hear me, Juan? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So, Marty was telling me that, uh, that there's like some type of glitch going on with spaces today where people, um, can't hear or can't join and stuff and so let's see if we can if we can power through it and see if we can get it to work yeah sure sure no problem let's see what's going on yeah for me it was the same yeah all right let's see here let me um invite marty to co-host again <clears throat> all right marty are you able to to hear us now yeah i can hear you yeah i can hear you all right so let, let's get started let's now that we're all here finally 
Man, that was gotta crazy. love spaces, huh? I know this is exciting. Woo! <laughs> All right, so uh, Juan, let's get started. Can you tell us a little, a little bit about yourself? Hey, Eric, thank you very much for hosting. Uh, Martin, for also being here, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yes, of course, I'll be brief. Um, I am actually originally from Colombia. I've been uh, working in this uh, marvelous space since the uh, beginning of 2017. And uh, well, I would say that I did a little bit of everything I probably started as many of others, uh, such as starting with a little bit of investing, trading, uh, picking up a little bit everywhere. And uh, by 2021, 2020, since 2019, sorry, we started to bring a little bit more of traction through the region, the Latin, Amer Latin American region. And uh, slowly we evolved into actually pushing up a project that is the current uh, Elfin Kingdom. I am passionate about uh, gaming and uh, Web3. So here I am today. That's awesome, Juan. And so whenever you were involved in 2017, were you only like trading or were you already planning on, um, on being part of a, you know, of an actual project? Uh, in the beginning, I started investing. And the more I got involved, the more study. Uh, I would say like around the middle of 2017, I wanted to do something more than just investing and trading and holding. I thought that there was so many things that you can build. So actually I started after that, like, you know, trying to reach out to some companies, doing some BD, some translations, anything that I could put my hands on to get involved in the industry. And um, I knew that I wanted to build something, but I wasn't clear what until 2021. So you said you didn't know you wanted to build something until 2021. What made you want to get involved with an NFT project in particular? Have you had any previous experience with uh, learning how to develop uh, video games or even just simple uh, JavaScript games like in the past? Yes, uh, let's say that um, there were some other options to build things around uh uh, around the crypto space, but I wasn't really into those, you know, like, for example, there was always the option of building a, uh, an exchange, uh, a wallet, but I wasn't really passionate about any of those. And I was like, not really attracted to do this type. Uh, but I did have some uh, experience uh, uh, trying to develop some video games and trying to play, mostly playing video games uh, since a very early age. And... Um, that was actually the link, you know, I wanted to do something that I would be passionate about and uh, not just something that is uh, purely driven by, okay, I want to make money this way, for example, an exchange. That wasn't really my passion. So into bringing an approach to actually the industry of video games and uh, completely change how things are, are um, actually in the current uh, gaming uh, in the current web two game in space that's really cool and uh, are you 
particularly developing the game yourself? Like, are you a developer or are you more in the marketing or business relations side? Or what, what is your role at Elfin Kingdoms, just so everyone knows? Yeah, currently I'm the CEO, so I am not involved 100% with tech, just a part of for developing different campaigns or, uh, uh, or products that we're bringing. But we're most, I'm mostly the CEO in the sense that I have to love the business, bring in new partners, new uh, uh, projects that are going to be built in our platform. Uh, also, you know, boost looking for investment and sustaining the community. Actually, it's quite uh, a lot of uh, duties already as a CEO, but uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to do them. <clears throat> That's awesome, Juan. Um, I had a kind of a question about, um, you know, you, you said you're from Colombia. Were you in Colombia doing all this trading or, or you know, wh where were you at whenever you decided to create Elfin Games? I was actually in Colombia by that moment because uh, when the idea came to us, that was the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I think that was March, March 2020. We were already discussing with a group of friends and uh of course well the story is you can see that how axis actually got all this uh boom uh, by middle of 2020 and uh it just uh it just helped us to materialize a little bit more everything but i was in colombia during that time so i know this because i had that, that call with you earlier but you're currently in hong kong correct um was that your next move or, or how did you end up getting to Hong Kong? Yes, well, no, it wasn't my next move, to be honest. Uh, I was in China uh, since 2013. Um, you know, I am also a business owner. Of, I have different businesses. This is actually another project that I am passionate about 100%, but I do own other companies. And... Uh, uh, one of the companies is actually an uh, investment and trading international trade company. That uh, uh, that was the reason why I actually initially came to China. And, uh, you know, I just came across, uh, you know, Bitcoin and I just uh, I just couldn't go, go back to, to the normal industry, I would say it. And uh, that's why I'm based in Hong Kong, because... Uh, most of my big part of my network and things that I've been doing but developing over the past years in um, in uh, the Web3 space investment, uh, you know, VCs, uh, projects and things are uh, were here. And of course, I do have a family here. So that's also the reason why I'm in Hong Kong. Excellent. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I was, that was, you kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask you of being in Hong Kong helped you find like devs and stuff and you already answered that that it, that it did um so i know that you've uh, built elfin games on the binance blockchain right what like what made you you know you just told me that you liked btc so what made you decide you know where where to build this game at next uh well to be honest uh there was few reasons why we actually choose Binance Smart Chain. We were working with Binance uh, since 2019. We did some events in uh, Latin America with them. We were close to them. We were working a lot uh, uh, to bring a lot of awareness in the region to onboard the users. Well, I'm working on to, uh, 
governmental uh, aspects. And um, that was one of the reasons that uh, Binance was supporting since, uh, let's say that supporting where they were giving us some uh, advice in the beginning, uh, you know, giving us some like some directions. So we choose to um, take, of course, uh, uh, their advice and at the same time uh, looking into that blockchain that they have, the BSC chain. Um, of course, they have a low fee that that makes it really good for uh, multiplayer games it was fast it is fast it is not uh, as slow as uh, probably other blockchains and uh, some of the key aspects that was mentioned is actually the wide adoption that they have in uh, latin america they actually have a big user database over there and uh, if you ask to anyone in latam mostly mm, Many people would be familiar with Binance, and uh, it's actually one of the platforms that keep. Uh, I would say that is one of the most present platforms in Latin America, and that gives a lot of uh, friendly, user-friendly experience, and they do have a strong community. So those were the reasons uh, why we we choose the Binance and Chain in the beginning. Gotcha. And uh, what was your mission with Elfin Games? Like once you decided to make it, you know, you you chose to make it on Bin on the Binance Smart um, blockchain. What was the mission that, that you had in mind? Uh, well, the Elfin Kingdom mission. I will say that uh, the initial the initial mission uh, as uh, everything started that we wanted to provide this uh, game. Initially, initially, Elfin Kingdom started as a game, and then it evolved to Elfin Kingdom Games, or Elfin Games for short. And um, actually, the main mission of it was, of course, giving uh, a new experience to players as a game. But the more we developed the game, and we saw the adoption, and we saw how other projects went into different directions, how everything was going on, was happening in the space we opted to actually evolve uh, the platform a little bit in the game into a platform where the mission became mostly uh, a metaverse where people can get close to this uh, Web3 technology. Uh, the idea is to make uh, this uh, as, ex as uh, user-friendly as possible and people can come and create uh, their own adventure. The idea is that you don't have only one game and you have a library, plenty of games. You have different kind of players so that they can be part of different communities. It depends on what you like, what you don't like. And besides that, becoming a social network. So the mission is to actually provide and onboard uh, uh, people into this uh, uh, Web3 technology, actually onboarding them and see all the benefits of uh, decentralized finances. And, uh, and um, me as a Colombian, I do not like uh, Colombian banks at all. I think it's actually one of my worst experiences so i i would like actually people to to use something as i do you know get more aware of how they can have better experiences without being in a in this uh, banking uh, system that is a complete scam in colombia is really complicated to be honest uh only for holding your bank account you have to pay some fees every month not so much fees but still you know uh no one likes to pay the fees just for holding your own money <laughs> or just yeah. to have a 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, you know, like the, the bank, if you don't have a certain amount of money in the bank, you get charged. If you don't make enough transactions, you get charged like they and it's your money like they literally are. You know, you're giving them the benefit of using your money to so they can make money, but then they try to charge you money. So I totally get what you're saying like that. It's it's frustrating and uh, it isn't right. So, yeah, I, I understand why you don't trust the banks, especially in Colombia. I just wanted to add something on that note. What is your opinion, Juan, of the Bitcoin NFTs and BRC20 causing the transaction fees to spike quite significantly, which obviously affects international money transfer when you're trying to send Bitcoin and normally it costs a couple dollars and now people are spending $20, $30 in transaction fees just to send their family money. I was just curious what you thought. Uh, about that recent surge on the Bitcoin network and people figuring out how to utilize it in a different way, which benefits some, but obviously um, doesn't benefit others in that situation. Are you mentioning uh, regarding like the innovation that has happening right now with uh, uh, the BRC20? Yes. Uh, yeah. Like what's your opinion on it? Do you, do you think that this is a good thing for Bitcoin in general? Or do you think that Bitcoin should be used as what it was in initially intended for? I'm just curious your general opinion on that. Yeah, well, you know, to be honest, I am, uh, I love Bitcoin. You know, I think I will never change Bitcoin in, uh, in my eyes in the sense of, uh, of that is my favorite uh, coin in the market. <laughs> Just because it was my starting point, and uh, and you know it's very beautiful. The experience, you know, was a big innovation. However, I think that Bitcoin uh, actually do have the potential to to evolve and provide a much more use cases than just uh, uh, allowing uh, allowing it to be just uh, the shiny pet uh, rock, you know, pet rock. That they call you know like um, just uh, being there as uh, how it is. I think um, there are some use cases. Of course, I think this innovation for BRC twenties are interesting. Maybe right now the chain is not really, not really in the right spot, or maybe in the right developed for uh, all these things that are happening. But I do believe that this is something good for Bitcoin overall. You know, there are many use cases that uh, can benefit from uh, this innovation, and I think it's finally. Uh, a spark that Bitcoin was looking for or is is actually needed in that space uh, because there's a lot of innovation going on in, uh, in in crypto overall in the other ecosystems and and Bitcoin is also amazing just uh, it has been a lacking of of innovation and I think this is going to bring something that is going to be useful uh, uh, for many people so I am bullish on Bitcoin you know I think this is actually great no, that's uh, it's interesting to hear. And if you don't mind, Eric, I actually would love to ask you a question since you work for Babylon Network. Um, yeah. What is has their stance changed at all, or just if you're allowed to share any info, what what's their uh, stance as of now since uh, it's surged in the past couple of weeks? Are they still not too worried about it long term, or? Is it is it uh, clogging up the chain still? I haven't looked myself, so I'm just curious. All right, so let me just tell Juan because you know he's he's new to the cosmos. So Juan, I 
I'm part of Cosmos Spaces, but I also work for a Web3 company called Babylon. We timestamp uh, POS chains to Bitcoin to provide them more security. So I'm also very bullish on Bitcoin. And um, I definitely think, you know, it's it's the most secure blockchain out there. And so this question was asked uh, about us a lot. Like, how do we feel? Because it because of ordinals, because of, you know, everyone using um Bitcoin to to do this, um, it was causing a lot of traffic, and so uh, my my team um, didn't seem overly concerned. There was some concern, but they were just talking about different ways of um, of either timestamping less frequently. Like they're just looking at possible solutions. Um, luckily, like as of right now, like the those fees have gone down, but they are looking at other ways of of like um just making sure that the cost for us doesn't become too much but um yeah it's it's not affecting our our time stamping feature marty um but they are just looking at just easier ways of, of doing it so but right now their focus is on on something else actually that has to do with uh, bitcoin and it's actually pretty big and i'm not allowed to talk about it right now but it's it's going to be pretty impressive actually so keep your eyes open for that one <laughs> yeah a little alpha loop, huh? <laughs> well, you know, if I may say, you know, I believe that as what Eric was mentioning, imagine, you know, this is something that uh, no one was expecting. You know, I actually, I was maybe, I would say that lucky because I keep an eye on Bitcoin and I did buy uh, some VRC uh, tokens since the beginning. But... Uh, I, I, you know, you, we saw very well how this uh, crazy, you know, this crazy, I would say, event uh, made the Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin blockchain uh, uh, unusable, you know, not working well. But, you know, it's part of, uh, of every innovation. I think you, you innovate by breaking things and then you uh, fix them around and then it's better how it works. So it's just about time. But I, overall, it's something good. From my stand, from my point of view, a hundred percent, hundred percent, Juan. So I, I just, you know, for our listeners right now, and then the listeners that'll come in afterwards, like Juan and Elfin Kingdom Games, they're they have nothing to do with Cosmos besides being built on Binance, which is building Cosmos SDK. And we really truly believe, like these are the type of spaces that we should be having a lot here in the Cosmos because it will allow to build a synergy between blockchains and possibly you know, help them see why Cosmos is so great. And uh, I, I was luckily introduced to Juan because he has an interest in, in Cosmos. So I'd like to ask you, Juan, uh, what what things did you find interesting about Cosmos? Like, what, how do you think it could benefit Elfin Games? Like, uh, let us know a little bit about that. Yes. Um, Elfin, um, so to make it Make it clear, uh, Elfin Kingdom Games uh, is looking to build a decentralized gaming ecosystem in which we want to become a mostly uh, agnostic uh, blockchain. You know, we don't want to to limit the people who comes and build into uh, you have to only build on Binance. Chain. We do not uh, believe uh, that uh, this is beneficial because everybody can have the choice of doing whatever they want. Uh, but of course, you know, while we're looking into Cosmos and the idea of discovering and jumping into this ecosystem is that uh, 
the main focus, of Cosmos, has been always the part of, as, as far as I see it, is the interoperability aspect. And, uh, you know, uh, this interoperability aspect uh, is the ability of uh, allowing to communicate between each blockchain. And this is, this we think, is actually a key aspect uh, for the evolution of gaming. Uh, because, of course, this allows uh, players um, to move their assets and developers to have their choice of having uh, uh, different uh, developments across uh, different blockchains. So <clears throat> has to be mostly with the aspect of interoperability. As far as we see it, Cosmos is, the, is actually the one who has this, uh, so you call it the inter-blockchain communication protocol. And uh, actually... If you see it from a standpoint of view, uh, from the gaming experience, actually, it can be more engaging and it can actually create a more immersive uh, experience for players wherever they want to move uh, things across, uh, across games and across ecosystems without uh, realizing it. That's actually the key aspect of it. So besides that, uh, we also believe that the Cosmos uh, community is actually quite vibrant, you know, quite enthusiastic. We see it. I am also a big believer in Cosmos because I have a good friend uh, who introduced me to Cosmos uh, even before he became very famous. So I've been holding Cosmos for uh, for a long time, and I actually believe in the future of uh, Cosmos. Well, we love that. You know, hear positive words about our ecosystem. So thank you for saying that. Um, I, I know, Juan, that in the call, we talked, Gaines talked a little bit briefly about um, NFTs being able to be transferred from one, like one blockchain to another blockchain. Um, how familiar are you with with, um, with that? How, how familiar I am with uh, transferring uh, NFTs between blockchains? Yes. Right? Uh, so far for the moment, we haven't uh, explored completely this. So this is actually the aspect that we're looking uh, into and that uh, we would love uh, to have uh, more information from part of the Cosmos ecosystem, how this uh, actually looks like from it. Yeah, because it, it's still really new to us. Um, and just maybe a few days ago, I remember Marty talked to the team about it. Um, that stargaze i know we, we talked to you about stargaze is is like working on being able to bring uh nfts yeah. from ethereum right you remember that 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 was really impressive and i think that makes us pretty bullish on the ecosystem so um yeah just to be do things like that will be pretty incredible um to be able to just move NFTs freely like that and you don't even have to worry about what's happening you know in the background you're just able to to make those moves Yes, we got that information and we're looking into Stargaze right now. Uh, there's also an ecosystem in Stargaze that uh, we didn't know before. And we actually are quite interested in it. Uh, uh, also, as, uh, as I mentioned, you know, also it's uh, the Cosmos ecosystem and the Stargaze and all these blockchains that, you, that the ecosystem is, uh, is having. Uh, it's actually great for gaming. Stargaze actually will give this NFT transferability transferability in a very smooth way as far as actually we review it so i think the key the key aspect uh, at least in the industry for gaming is uh what web2 does you know uh yeah enjoy be fun as
easy as it is, uh, simple. Or, I mean, if you like to play video games, you know, you are going to play them for fun and as fast as they can is the, is the best. When you have too many steps, you get, uh, you get a little bit bored, you know, before, even before playing the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely get that. So, Juan, you, you showed us some clips of, like, your game. Um, have you guys, like, shared anything like that on your Twitter? Because I would love to put, have it up here on the Nest just so people could see it because the art is really, like, is beautiful. And I actually wanted to ask you, what was the inspiration for the art for the game? Because it, it kind of reminds me of, like, a mixture of, like, Pokemon, Clash of Clans. So I just want to know what, what, the, what the inspiration was for it. Uh, yes, uh, let me see if I have, can find some video and I can post the uh, link it there, tweet it there, uh, so you can have it. Uh, okay, but perfect. the main inspiration for it uh, uh, was, of course, uh, Pokemon. You know, a very specific uh, version of Pokemon that is uh, the 95 version of uh, Pokemon uh, Blue. I remember that I my, my mother went to Europe, uh, you know, and she was having some some trip to Europe, I don't even remember well. But she came back home and she gave me a Game Boy Color with this game. And I was actually, of course, at the time, I think many of our generation was into Pokemon. It was something that someone got uh, kind of marked, you know, like it's an, you cannot forget about it. So this game made uh, a big impact in, uh, in me, in my, in my childhood. And when I, trying to find something that I, I want, um, like I wanted to bring into the community, into the public. Of course, in the beginning, I wanted to bring something with, uh, like similar to Call of Duty, but because I like Call of Duty, but uh, you know, it costs a lot of money, a lot of time to develop this type of games. It's not that simple and uh, it's, it's, it's a big challenge. So of course we opted for something that is family friendly that everyone uh, can play that everybody can have fun with it is simple and uh, is mm, actually a little bit easier to develop so that was the main uh, uh like the main process of the like okay we want to do something that everybody likes there can be a little bit of this nostalgia uh feeling and uh of course we didn't want to copy a hundred percent um pokemon there was no point into copying actually mostly what we wanted to do is actually add homage to it you know bring something a little bit more fresh more uh of today's design you know a little bit more today's uh type of uh image design our gaming and we decided to make it a little bit uh, uh as mini game style so you have uh, inside of the game, in the mobile game, you can download it from the Apple Store and the Google Store right now. Those are testing versions because the token is not out yet. But you have uh, this game that is similar, as you mentioned, to uh, Clash of Clans, that is an auto-battle game. So makes it simple. People, as I say, people, they just want to do things uh, easier, you know easier for them they have to do small movements and uh, it's a little bit more engaging so that was one of the reasons why we make it auto bottler and at the same time you have other mini games inside of the of the app like the capture game so you try to throw the elfin catcher or the pokeball if you want to call it and you try to capture those nfts of course it's not so simple to catch up there because people think it's uh, quite easy so 
uh, actually it's not that easy. It is uh, complicated. You have to spend some time uh, in order to uh, to actually being able to capture it. But the inspiration came from the from childhood and finding uh, ways to make everybody to play the game. You know, something that you can play any anywhere. Yeah, I took a couple look at clips of the gameplay and. Uh... Yeah, it was cool. It was it reminded me anyway of Clash Royale. Like I've played Clash of Clans, but it, it reminds me more of Clash Royale, which is like fast-paced, shorter games, but keep your attention span. It's super addicting to just keep playing. And then there's all sorts of different options for different ways to interact with the game as well. But uh, I believe obviously Web three versions of games like that can have even more reason to keep coming back to, to play. Um, and on the topic of talking about Pokemon Blue for Game Boy, I was just genuinely curious. Do you think there'll ever be uh, like a proprietary cross-chain device or to play NFT games on? Or do you think it'll always just stay to like PC or mobile for blockchain games? I think uh, for this question is actually something uh, that is happening um, across the space. I think, of course, it's a question that is always there. But as a, as a gamer myself, you always you're always going always going to have your use of a platform or console. It depends on what you like. For example, myself. Uh, I am not a hundred into PC games. Even though I like that games, I am more into consoles. You know, I like more. Uh, I am more of the PlayStation uh, uh, person, and uh, I also like Nintendo. You know, I have the Switch. So I think um, this tech will be implemented into all these different. Uh, consoles or platforms and it will be just uh, the choice about the people who wants to to decide what they want it's just about the variety it's always about these people have the options of choosing what they like and how do they want to have their own experience i i don't believe that it's going to be only limited to pc or um, or mobile um i think of course mobile and pc goes faster than the other than any other consoles just for the for like i think uh, the way of actually putting those games out uh, are much easier i mean the process is not that complicated to post a game on uh, on google uh, on google store or to release it on steam uh, or to just uh, make it downloadable for your pc uh for uh for the games on playstation and uh, other platforms are a little bit more challenging to I put your title out there. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Uh, I just thought it may be cool one day and maybe different ecosystems will have different types of consoles and eventually, you know, it would be cool if some sort of cross-chain compatibility for console, uh, if that ever existed one day, it would be pretty sweet. Maybe it will come. Maybe it will come, you know. Uh, <laughs> maybe it will come, but... Uh... That will be very interesting to see, to be honest. I think, uh, but I think there are already some interesting players there. 
maybe you know but we always say very interesting players and uh innovation always happens and there's someone who comes and just uh, takes all the market again you know it's always changing this is what is exciting about the world you know it's always you know before the the iphone before the iphone you know uh once arrived when once iphone arrived it took all the market and you know if we looked at today's market uh from the previous uh you know, yeah, how long has been the, this uh, phone? 10, 12 years? A little bit more, 15 maybe? Uh, you have now a lot of different options. You know, you have Huawei, you have Oppo, you have uh, Samsung, you have so many smart choices. So for sure, there's someone who's going to come with this uh, amazing uh, console. And then the others are going to just jump in. So <laughs> I think it would be something like that. While uh, we're talking about Pokemon too, I always had this idea. I wouldn't know where to start if I wanted this to come true, but everybody has NF or ledgers, sorry, for their coins or tokens. And I thought, well, when I was a kid and I was in elementary school, I would bring my Pokemon cards to school and be like, yo, look at this new holographic Charizard. And you know, everybody freaks out and all the. All your friends at school are sharing or trading or you know what I mean? And that's like a physical card collection. And obviously, you know, NFTs are very similar in a way, but digital versions. Do you think there would ever be an NFT ledger, like a mobile digital NFT showcasing device, whether it be for children or adults, doesn't matter. The target demographic for that product could be, be such a wide range of ages, but... I would love to work with somebody on an idea like that because I think that would be really cool if that could ever be implemented. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, that's something um, that's something really, really, really nice. And I think uh, so far, uh, not many are looking into into that idea. You know, I think at least from our side, we do have this idea uh, from uh, what we believe is. Uh, this um uh let me see how i rephrase it better in the sense that you come um, uh as you say these digital collections the you can have your own ledger in the just i think uh, there's a little bit of uh lack of incentives to be a collector of course you can be a collector but you are a collector in a sense of of a little bit that random you know yeah collecting things because I like these NFTs, but what is my end goal? I think for that idea that you just mentioned, once you implement maybe a main objective, uh, sorry about this, um, uh, sorry guys, I had no worries, there, okay. no worries. I had some, uh, some sneeze there, uh, sorry. I was uh, just saying that if you have some goal for uh, these ledgers and for people to actually have the incentive of being a collector, uh, for example, when Pokemon came in, uh, and you were mentioning these cards, your idea was to get this 150, you know, 150 special, uh, uh, I'll call it NFTs, let's call it NFTs, you know, you know that very well, there were the 450 Pokemons. But you knew that you had to collect 150 or 151 if you count uh, 
a new two or new. I don't remember okay. the name. Well, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. You have to catch them all, right? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I think the main challenge of this is that um, you do have the NFTs. Yeah, you are a collector, but there's a collection that mm, I would say you collect them without understanding why are you collecting them, you know? Um, it's a little bit of a, of a barrier there that uh, probably as a collector, Mm, you will want to know what is your end goal. I collect a uh, hundred NFTs on this way, and uh, what do I get besides uh, knowing that I own uh, these NFTs? If there's some incentive like this, I think that idea will actually spark and come to to reality. <laughs> I, I I wanted to kind of like tell marty like you just meet kind of both of you got me thinking about you know like these digital um these digital nfts like the new ledger has a screen on it so i'm imagining like a world where you could just have digital cards you know your ledger could just be the one that you know has your card when you sell it it's no longer there anymore so it could definitely be like a digital card i think that'd be really cool Yeah, I think it'd be really cool too if you had the option of being able to, who knows, maybe this NFT ledger, you could actually play games on the device with the screen built in as well as have like an NFT showcase slideshow if you just want to show people your NFTs. But you also have the option to, you know, play Elfin Kingdom from the pleasure of your NFT ledger and, and, you know... You could literally be out in public, make a trade with somebody between characters and then play with that character beside the person you just traded with and both, you know, have fun playing yeah. multiplayer that way too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think probably I think probably Nintendo could be the first one trying to implement this idea. You know, if you own a Switch, that's actually your leisure, you know. You know, because yeah. uh it's close I think source. That, yeah, you know, I think uh, Nintendo has the biggest potential there uh, as because they actually pivoted into the right direction. They were having a lot of a struggle from the past uh, years, but the Switch uh, really helped them a lot to be in the... Coming back to the market, they were yeah. having a lot of struggles, you know? <laughs> yeah, when, so they, when they came out with the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. This idea is true. Maybe Nintendo can be the number one trying to do it. Yeah, it'd be nicer if someone else that's already been making games comes out with it and then you can just, you know, you don't have to build everything yourself because <laughs> that's a lot of risk. Yeah. I think it's coming. These companies are coming uh, slowly, but I do believe that the financial aspect of uh, this technology is the main uh, uh, the main challenge, you know, they are too big. They need to comply with a lot of uh, regulations. They need to take care of their customers. They need to take care of many things. They cannot just go and jump as any kind of small company and uh, have less consequences. As uh, you know, they are they are big and they need to to protect themselves and go slowly. So probably they will just uh, do investment in the smaller studios, the smaller companies that can actually bring that innovation and yeah. do that yeah. shift. Uh, slowly one step at a time gotcha 
So uh, we know that you're proud of the art. We know like what inspired you for the art. What would you say is your proudest accomplishment uh, with Elven Games? Uh, I would say that the proudest moments are yet to come. I think uh, that's what I believe. But right now, the main challenge has been um, to keep up with the market, to keep up uh, with delivering a product. Uh, so if I have to choose something, of course, the, one of the biggest uh, milestones we had um, has been, of course, uh, a successful fundraising and surviving until this moment. You know, actually, I think this has been a great accomplishment. Um, I still believe that the greatest moments are yet to come. So we're happy to be here, still here and surviving. We know we had uh, conversations with other previous games that they are completely wrecked in this moment. Uh, <clears throat> we did choose a stance of um, being more cautious, more money saving, let's call it like that, and uh, give time to the market and, and see how we can actually do things. But yeah, I think uh, the greatest accomplishment so far is has been surviving this bear market. And uh, the the moments for the, my proudest moments, I think, are going yet to come. I still haven't delivered everything that I want to, del to deliver. So until that moment, I will keep pushing myself to, uh, to have this proud moment. If we have it, I will invite you guys to celebrate. Love that, yeah, for sure. I I love that uh that outlook. The best moments are yet to come, but yeah, like surviving in a bear market is no small feat. So yeah, more power to to your team and for you being wise with your with the money that you've raised. You know, so that that's awesome. Um, and so I guess that would you know be my next. Uh, that was gonna be my next question. With one of one of the most challenging things that you guys have gone through, but obviously could be this bear market. I was gonna ask you. Um, you have to work alongside Binance Labs, right? Yes, correct. They are our seed investor. Yeah. How how is it working with them? Uh, are they very like hands on, or are they like kind of just let you do your own thing? Like, could you let us know how that experience is like? Yeah. Uh, to be honest. Um, and uh, with Binance Labs, they are quite flexible, you know, they do not um, impose. That's actually the first thing I would like to say, you know, uh, they do not impose. You are quite free. They give you feedback, of course. Uh, but um, there's a big challenge uh, of working with them, too. It is, uh, it is challenging in the sense that uh, their teams are actually constantly changing. So... I don't really know what is the reason why they change that much. There should be some internal reason, but yeah, the team uh, uh, teams change uh, quite constantly. So every time uh, you get into to a new team or a new participant, you kind of restart a little bit the process, and that's a little bit uh, uh, slows down things because it's like uh, starting from zero, and uh, the communication gets lost sometimes. So. Not only from that part of changing the team, but at the same time, uh, for um, I imagine they have tons of projects. You know, I know they have tons of projects. They have tons of things to handle, so they cannot just be focusing into one small project and uh, helping each one of them step by step. That's why also they keep to they make you they give you full autonomy of what you're trying to do. 
Uh, however, you know, I can say that it has been also great uh, to work with them in the sense that, that they have been present. Uh, they have been helping in, uh, in advising uh, how things can be better for the game, uh, for the ecosystem, introducing partners. Uh, you know, they have been supportive. Things could be better. We always want things to be better. Uh, everything has a challenge. But uh, if I have to say, those challenges have been into the previous aspects I say. And uh, they have been also very supportive in the sense of uh, helping us to find new partners and investment uh, through them. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you have that support. And um, do you have, you know, are they the only ones supporting you or do you have any, any other partnerships? Uh, we do have other partnerships um, with other um, with other small VCs that we have as investors. Our other guilds, uh, I mentioned, like Merit Circle is a good partner of us. Uh, he's a, they are also investors. Good Game Guilds also is a good investor, and they have been always supportive of uh, of the campaigns we do. You know, introducing also new partners. I think um, uh, overall, it's always about what we ask. You know, is uh, hey, do you know this game? We also work with GameFi.org, and uh, honestly, even we have been cooperating in the marketing activities and they are not investors, uh, they have been extremely supportive for any kind of campaign we do and, uh, and uh, to introduce new games, you know, is actually, um, actually a little bit of what we ask. We always try to ask in a respectful way and tell them, hey guys, uh, you know these people, is there a way you think we can get an intro and maybe cooperate this way? And pretty much, uh, I feel that the ecosystem, the Web3 ecosystem, uh, you know, industry, uh, it's actually quite collaborative, you know. If you go with the right intentions and specific intentions of what you want to do, uh, you, you can get actually a lot of support from uh, most of the projects. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure, Juan, that just your personality you know, always kind of brings that out on these projects that are working with you. Cause I, I talked to the guys after we had our call with you and I was just like, man, I, lo I loved how Juan was just so open and honest with us about all the questions we had. So I'm sure that, you know, maybe it's not that way with everyone, but I just feel like you're really open and honest about, you know, what's hard, what's difficult or what, you know, what the positive things are. So I, I feel like that really does help you out. Well, <clears throat> uh, to be honest, I think it's easier I think it's easier to be honest and not lie about what is challenging. You know, um, from my experience as an entrepreneur, uh, because this is not my first entrepreneur, in, uh, you know, project, I did learn that there's no point into saying to people, uh, I mean, there's no point into saying to your partners, supporters, uh, things are okay, you know, everything is okay, don't worry. Uh, if you need uh, the help, Sometimes people is actually willing to help you and guide you and give you a hand. Just you know how to, you need to ask. I think you need to know how to ask about this and be as clear as possible uh, with everyone. Because if you communicate well what you want, I mean, you make everything easier for your partners so they can know what how to help you. I think the biggest challenge is uh, when you arrive at, to a new table, to a new door, exactly what do you want to communicate and how they can help them, how they can profit from it. If you bring, a, how do you can profit from, a, from helping me and what do I need? I think people is getting things clear and I actually don't like also the approach of 
trying to go around and make things beautiful in the sense that we're I think they said a lot. I think we live in a world where we should do things fast, you know, be precise. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a, I, this, I have 30 minutes to do it faster because if no, you lose my interest and I don't know how I'm going to help you. So there's a little bit no, of it, um, being precise. Yeah. No. And you, and you have to think about the space that we're in, like, you know, we're web three, uh, not everyone's seeing you face to face. And so all you have is your word. And so if, People learn quickly, hey, we can't trust, you know, what Marty is saying, what Eric's saying, what Juan is saying, then you lose all credibility. So it doesn't pay to try to sugarcoat anything because then, you know, that's that's all you have in the space is just your crit your word. So yeah, that's definitely a great approach. Yeah, I agree with that approach. Is uh doesn't you know lies they don't really pay off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So Okay, so I wanted to ask you something because there's something new that's happening in the Cosmos ecosystem, and that's you know having an NFT and being able to stake it. Um, I know that Stargaze. I don't know if they already have actually that mechanism, but I know that uh, through Juno and the DAO DAO, that you're able to stake your NFTs by uh, like putting it in the DAO DAO and then and staking it in there. So I I saw through the y'all's tweets that you have NFT staking. Could you tell us how that works? Uh, you're talking about the last uh, and, uh, the last tweet I I posted? Yeah, yes. Uh, yes, well, look, there is a campaign. I mean, of course, we are moving towards our launch in the coming uh, weeks before uh, the end of this quarter. So that means that we actually have one month to launch. Um, yeah, between today, I think it's 25th, yeah, and uh, yes. next month, the next, the next quarter is finishing on uh, on 25th, too. Um, so <clears throat> we're moving forward into this uh, launch, we're doing several campaigns uh, uh, for people to be able to get some uh, extra rewards, some airdrops. So we have right now an NFT activity, uh, of a staking if you own uh, some elf in NFT you can go to the platform and stake it and you will become eligible uh, for a, a smaller drop that we are planning to do for every one of the holders uh, NFT and the ones that actually do the task. So the tweets are mostly how you actually stake it in the platform. Uh, this is actually a way that we want to introduce again the NFT staking. This NFT staking is for NFT for Elfin NFTs uh, users that, that they have, they will be able to stake those NFTs and uh, get some uh, APY uh, for it. And in this sense, it's only for an, for being eligible for an airdrop. That's really cool. I'm uh, very interested in NFT staking and how it operates on different platforms. I realize that um, you guys actually have built more than one game. Elfin Kingdom is just one of three games from Elfin Games. There's also the Tama Kingdom and Agora Adventure. And uh, I noticed there's a marketplace on your website as well that you can directly connect your MetaMask wallet and uh, interact with, which is really cool. So just based on what I uh, am observing here, you guys are interested in moving to Cosmos. And with that being said, 
Is there a particular marketplace that you have uh, an idea of where you'd like to migrate to? Are you looking to build your own marketplace in the Cosmos ecosystem? Or are you already in love with Stargaze like the rest of us are? Well, as far as I get it, uh, Teams and Stargaze is the way to go. But of course, we are taking uh, the, uh, the options at this moment uh, with tech. Uh, but Stargaze definitely uh, seems the one that is suitable in the sense that um, they have incentives for us to have a build. They have these NFTs uh, in their operability that is actually really attractive. And um, potentially building from a zero again in Cosmos, uh, I don't think is actually uh, the right approach because if there's already there, why we don't just uh, partner and uh, and uh, build it in some way and that can be integrated, let's call it like this, without necessarily going all the time to uh, to the Stargate uh, marketplace. So for sure, I mean, I think the best way for us is to partner uh, with this, with uh, some marketplace from a example. So I will have the answer for you in the coming weeks, once we decide which is the most attractive for us in Cosmos. But definitely, Stargaze is the best sale so far. <laughs> Sorry, Eric, I thought you were going to have a question there, but I can go with the next one if you'd like. Um, yeah, go ahead. I see Elfin Games already has quite an active community. Um, this is purely from, from people from the uh, Binance community. Do you guys have... Uh, Discord channels that are going to be used? I mean, I, I presume they would be the same ones that would be used for Cosmos. Or are you going to be creating uh, separate channels between ecosystems? Or how, how would that work when you're migrating? I think uh, we will keep uh, the Discord uh, as it wants. Maybe we open a different channel because all the community is there. And, uh, I mean, we have Telegram and Discord. Of course, Telegram um, doesn't allow you to have the same functions and channels as uh, as Discord. Uh, so Telegram is actually a first, um, I would say, the first um, communication point, and we try to redirect them to Discord because in the Discord you have, have you can do so many things over there, and uh, we don't think that it's necessary to open a new Discord for Cosmos, but we can actually have a section of uh, where Cosmos is. At the same time, there's also in our plan. Uh, by the end of the year, starting to develop in different, um, uh, in other, in other, um, I would say, other blockchains. We did have, uh, we do have a partnership with uh, Polygon Two. Uh, we uh, have uh, the possibility to build also on in them on top of them. So probably what we think is actually opening different channels for different. Uh, um, Blockchain developers, depending on what they want to do in the in the in the ecosystem, how they would like to do it. I remember that we wanted also to do uh, some uh, some Solana before, um, but so far for the moment, uh, the biggest uh, the biggest actually the, the main ones that we will develop would potentially be uh, Polygon and Cosmos ecosystem. We do have also a partnership with Kava uh, uh, that we did it in. Uh, I think that was in 2021. I I don't remember well, but yeah. So 
I think that would be the best approach, keep the community together. Uh, as we say, we are agnostic in the blockchain uh, <laughs> selection. So we keep it together, but everybody can go for different roads. That's, uh, yeah. I think, a little bit how it looks like. <laughs> Yes. No. And uh, Marty, don't don't worry about the pause. I was actually looking for a tweet from them that would share their their Telegram, their Discord. So I just shared it up here on top of the nest. So if you want to follow Elfin Games, um, I just shared a tweet that has the link to their Telegram, their Instagram, their Discord, their LinkedIn, TikTok. You guys do TikTok too, huh? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, of course, we are appealing to... Uh... I mean, personally, I'm not a big fan of uh, TikTok. I don't do TikTok, but I know very well that uh, there's a big market over there uh, that loves those. So we push yeah. it. We push it. <laughs> so it. Sounds like I need to challenge you to a TikTok dance. Into the dancing, into the TikTok yeah. dancing. My skills for dancing even coming from Colombia are K. Okay. I'm not top oh, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> man, man. Yeah, you, you you should be dancing all these good Colombian music. So that's hilarious. But yeah, to everyone who's listening, um, I did share their socials up, up here on top of the nest, uh, their Telegram, their Instagram, Discord, LinkedIn, and their TikTok. So that's the best way to, you know, have the latest information if you're not following them also here on Twitter. Yeah, I'm keeping up to date. If you want with uh, our socials, I appreciate you share this uh, from our side. Um, you have plenty of activities, honestly. Um, the coming three, four weeks are plenty of activities and rewards. So, yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you because, like, when I was going through your Twitter, I keep seeing something about a happy hour. What is that? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, the happy hour is actually a campaign we also launched and. Oh, a long time ago and the idea is that every thursday at 8 p.m uh hong kong time uh, we have a uh, make to we have a uh, a twitter spaces they help in twitter spaces they help in happy hour where we invite different projects and different uh yeah different projects from the uh, web3 uh building um, in the area of gaming or protocols that people would like to know a little bit more about and you come and you participate into this hour, you listen to it, uh, and you can be eligible for rewards and NFTs, uh, gifts. So that's the happy hour. Come and listen, get to know, learn. Uh, there's a question they need to answer. If they're paying attention, they will be eligible. If they are not paying attention, well, <laughs> they will not. <laughs> so, yeah, the idea is actually to bring a part of what we think education and exposure to all these projects. As I was mentioning, Elfin is not only it's not only a, a game, you know, Elfin from uh, to Elfin Kingdom Games. And uh, we are working with several uh, Web2 companies. There's a Web2 company in Colombia that we're working currently. We're going to do the announcement in the following days about this partnership. And they're helping us to develop uh, many games and bringing their games to our platform. And they are going to actually give us access to to actually uh, uh, their user database that is so backed by one of the biggest uh, telecommunications companies in Colombia. So we're excited for what is coming in the Elfin Kingdom. You know, we have been working hard, even though market is mostly focused into the pricing right now. Uh, I know very well that there are many builders developing a lot of things uh, like me in the background that 
Um, they don't seem uh, big into the eyes of the price, but they, they are actually the steps necessary to bring the adoption and uh, to take us where we want to go. Yeah, definitely. This is the time to be building, you know, like there's no pressure. You don't, you don't have to worry about really the price um, too much. You just can, you know, you have time to build and, and try to perfect, you know, your project. So that, that's awesome. And I know I've, I see you keep mentioning Colombia. So is your focus Latin America or, or maybe that was your focus initially? Like how has that changed? Like wh who's your audience? Our audience is, of course, uh, globally, but I will not deny that I do have a little bit of bias and uh, mm, intentions of pushing the region because I do have uh, a, a good network in, uh, in Latin America. Uh, and that's something that we want to push. I think uh, one of the biggest chances of success for uh, gaming, and many people doesn't know this, of course, everybody focuses always in Southeast Asia. Uh, I would say that probably because they have been... Um, faster in many things but uh if you look into the latin american market uh, for game actually is the fastest growing market about uh, around this uh, in this in, in this uh gaming industry so we want to tap into it we have few competitors and few people going there to leverage a lot of talent latin america has a lot of talent that many people hasn't really pay attention, maybe it could be a language barrier or not really, but I am really into one of the missions that I have personally as an individual is that I want my region to become much better than what it is. So uh, it's not a, a preference, but I do want to to help uh, uh, my region into becoming a little uh, a bigger uh, role player in the world. So uh, this is just me wondering. I, I have no idea what the correct answer is here. But um, like if you play to earn games, is it possible to make more playing a video game than it is like in Colombia or another uh, Latin American country? Is it possible to be making more money through the game than you would be at a job in your country? That's a, I think it's a good, a good question. However, the answer I have for this is that um, the idea of uh, of earning in games, I think, uh, probably is not uh, you make a living from it. You know, um, yeah. From yeah. from our point of view, you know, or from uh, the sense of Elfin Kingdom games, is uh, very clear. Uh, we believe that gamers should keep playing games because they are fun. You know, you play a game because you are fun. It's not because there is this psychological component that if you start to do something and you get uh, paid for it, it will become in eventually for you. For you. And uh, if you are, yeah, and it might change uh, the dynamics of what you really do about it. So the main point is actually you will play the games and you are going to earn but do not expect that you are going to live from it. I do believe that the ones who are going to live from it are those who are really good as eSports professionals. That's actually where the money comes from for, from a living. So you can play. The advantage of having this earn mechanism is that you're going to play and you're going to get rewarded and you're going to save your time. You know your time has value and uh, if you have the ornament of a digital asset, 
you can sell it for a certain price and you can get some money back. You can get some time back. You can get something back, but uh, you will not be eventually making a living from it. I know I just play video games and I'm, I'm living from it. You can do it as a professional eSport player. And we in the Elfin Kingdom, we do want to push that because that's the way you actually make money. And that's the way that is sustainable because there's no way we can, there's no actually a sustainable way for us to pay everyone uh, and, uh, and providing the liquidity for uh, making it a sustainable ecosystem uh, in which uh, everybody lives from playing games. Uh, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit uh, actually the, how you say that? It's a fantasy, to be honest. It's yeah, not yeah. It <laughs> Especially in the bear market, right? <laughs> Especially in the bear market. And uh, and I think that you should look into this as actually as, as playing football or playing basketball. You know, when you play football or basketball, you do it because you're having fun. And yeah, no one is playing passion. for it. But if you play and you dedicate your time and you want to become a professional, it is not easy become a professional football player mm -hmm. it's easy to become a professional basketball player or runner or whatever you want to do you need to put the hours but they are going to be those professionals and in the yeah. end you know when you have this in the same time i say you know you have this guy who's playing so well and he gets all these uh this uh you have a good player and you are someone who invests in games and you have owned this digital asset this digital sword that is so good you need to you know, you need the knight who plays with this yeah. or the one who is good <laughs> to play. You know, you have this, I give it to you, go and win the, the championship because yeah. this is the tool we're trying to give you. So, man, is that like this? I see it like this. Yeah. That, that is such a great analogy. Like, esports is truly like sports. Like, that's such a great way of putting it. You know, like we all, as kids and even as adults, still play, you know basketball or baseball or you know whatever soccer but you know we're not getting paid to do it we truly do it for the passion but if you play and you dedicate yourself you can become a professional you know like it's it's available for everyone some of us are born with a gift but um yeah that that's such a great way of looking at it i love that thank you for explaining it that way it makes 100 percent a lot of sense of course um, yeah you have to see it that way because it is, uh, <laughs> we live in even though you know even though have two parallel worlds but still i think uh, the real world uh, is the one who actually drives the virtual world yeah and and i think just some sometimes we're blinded you know because uh some people always you know are thinking about when lambo or something and so we're just thinking like anything that we do has to provide money and so it's good to have a realistic point of view you know, you know with it so um i i did want to ask you about um something we talked about in, in our call you talked about a token could you let us know what this token is about yes um the iphone the Elfin kingdom ecosystem is built uh, with two tokens uh, if i'm uh, completely clear so there's of course the elfin token that is the main tokens the main governance token the main token that allows you to do empower all the platform and give different accesses to all the different uh uh possibilities inside of it for example one of the possibilities of using the elfin token is simply staking it and get uh, some uh, tokens in reward at the same time this staking allows you to be a participant of an ifo if you want to invest of the new projects that are coming or new games that are coming at the same time it allows you to vote uh, 
You know, it allows you to process dynamic NFTs. It allows you also uh, to create uh, your own NFTs. So the Alfin token is really the token who empowers you in all the ecosystem. At the same time, it's the token that is used for the PvP mode. You get rewarded with this token for the esports challenges that we're bringing. That's the token that you're going to earn. It's only possible to earn uh, uh, through or this way or through buying it. You cannot actually uh, play the game and get, uh, and get uh, this token. That's not the way it works. So the Elfin token is actually the token that is going to be in the market. It's the one who is going to be uh, used for the main platform. And then we have the other token that is King. And this King token it only comes in the Elfin Kingdom game. And it's only used it as an in-game currency. You can only use it inside of the game in which uh, you will be able to buy uh, uh, skins, you're going to be able to buy potions, food, uh, you know, all these different things that are actually uh, visible inside of the game. Uh, so this is uh, mostly how the ecosystem is built so far. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you about the roadmap. I know that you guys have talked about, you know, doing something in Cosmos. Do you have... I want to ask you about a roadmap for Cosmos and then just a roadmap for yourselves is just, you know, uh, for Elfing Games. Could you do that? Sure. Uh, so far from uh, the short term, very short term, the first thing in the roadmap is launching the token. <laughs> so this is number one. <laughs> uh, second, uh, we are going to develop uh, in the coming um, quarter uh, the part of the Elfing DAO putting it there, uh, all the features and all the digital passes and identities for uh, the Elfin ecosystem. And then by the uh, last quarter of the year, that's where we want to build uh, in the different uh, platforms, uh, including Cosmos, Polygon. Uh, that's where we want to deploy in other, uh, in other, um, in other chains. So yeah. that's how like, the, the the 2023 outlook looks like. Also, by that end of the year, we do expect to have at least uh, one of the first uh, esports uh, competition events, uh, depending on which game uh, is being more uh, played and more hyped by the community. That would be yeah. the one like to to push. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that I bet that'll be a lot of fun. Like like I said, just I did I did share the video that you posted that shows the gameplay. So if you look at it, um, you could tell it's it. The art is really good. That the just the animations that that they do are, are you know really clean, and so it looks like it's a really fun game. So definitely take a chance and 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 take a look at it. It's it's looks really good, and so I I want I'm wanting to try it out to see how the gameplay you know works and everything. So I think it'll be fun. Go ahead, go ahead. You will have a lot of fun. I get. <laughs> <laughs> no bias, no bias. <laughs> no, so, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to share with us uh, that maybe we haven't touched on yet? Um, I think um, the only thing that I will just say is maybe uh, additionally is just uh, inviting everyone again to just uh, uh, follow us and be part of the of the campaigns we have before the launch. You know. There's not much effort you need to do, just a simple task for us, you know, join the Discord, uh, maybe buying an NFT in some of the cases, but uh, it's actually a chance to get, uh, be part of an airdrop, you know, 
I know that mm-hmm. Cosmos community loves the uh, airdrops, <laughs> and I love it too, you know, because I I do many of these airdrops in Cosmos, so I know very well that. So you know, it doesn't take you that did, much. Uh, did, did you get your neutron airdrop? Because you you said you hold Cosmos. Did did you know about the neutron airdrop that came out today? I didn't, but thanks for telling me. I will check later after the call. You know. Yeah, perfect. There you go. If you get a lot, you know who to give me a tip to. <laughs> I give you a little tax. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Juan, I just want to thank you so much for you know reaching out and uh, wanting to share Elfin Games with the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, uh, we <laughs> we we had a, a little bit of technical difficulties, but we pulled through. We we powered through, and so uh, I'm sure that a space like this will be really beneficial. For other projects that are wanting to just you know tip uh, dip their toes into the cosmos ecosystem and just to see what we're all about so thank you so much for taking that chance and, and telling us about your your game oh thanks to you guys martin eric for hosting for having this space and this amazing talk uh it was really fun i did a lot of fun and i'm happy to share about my ideas and uh, for sure i hope we meet again and have another spaces in the future oh, yeah, for and, sure. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have to, you know, like see how the token drop is gone, just to see how the roadmap goes. So we'll definitely be posting some more spaces and letting people know how you guys are doing. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for the time. And well, that will be all again for the community, everyone who listens. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, and don't forget to follow them on any other socials. Uh, again, all that those, those links are here on top of the nest. So thank you everyone, and have a good night. Nice to meet you, Juan. Thanks for your time. Have a good night, and we'll talk again soon. Take care, everyone. Or, I, I guess, okay, Juan, bye have bye. a good rest of your day. <laughs> yes, yes. Nine sorry, in the morning. I, I just remembered that. It's been a long <laughs> day. <too. laughs> all right. Take bye, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Elfin Kingdom Games AMA, hosted by Cosmos Spaces, recorded on Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And did you know, if you hit CosmosRadio.org, you can find all the Cosmos spaces there. Cool. in like Taoism there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something the more like the opposite of what you want like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something the more like the opposite of what you want inevitably it kind of starts to happen chirping on the bird app listening to nerds slap wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed it's like everybody's holding heavy bags in web 3 that's why they can't fly they just drowning in the bird bath fishing for some dry powder watch how we ignite the tower blowing up their bank accounts forgetting how to fight the power y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes they preaching open sauce but don't listen to the code and now it's mutiny community uprise there's no more humility futility plus size motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles motherfucking west side shit needle and noose sticking with my armory and beta and bruce repping psychedelic artistry believing the truth like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue gm fam really worth all the effort is it really worth all the fighting 
really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, the shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we'd call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you it would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost, it might cost us, a us a lot more than, than what can be gained game. by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.